from Montana to Mexico, Texas to Tajikistan, Alaska to Asia, Colorado to Canada, Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Action! There Welcome to this week's episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. And thanks for joining us today at the Bone Cave. We're on site, on location, as always. It's Brad and I and Bleep. Howdy, howdy. We have a bunch of guests coming, though. Um, we just made a list. We have, uh, we have uh, three sheep hunters, a couple deer hunters, uh, uh, a, a butcher, a chef. Uh, taxidermist candlestick maker <laughs> a candlestick maker it's gonna be a busy fall um oh yeah it, it, you know what i think all this stuff will be good for people as as they roll out especially the you know what the cooking one i think uh um the, having a chef on with a butcher talking about uh you know um what what to prepare instantly you know the approach to breaking it down and maybe uh what to use when to use it how to use it uh yeah you, you know i think that'll be good oh yeah um having a, a taxidermist on will be good um talking about how to care for and get those capes out and uh yeah i think it'll be really good so anyway um i'm pretty excited yeah it's gonna be great good lineup coming up yeah it should be really good awesome so anyway today we're gonna talk about though what are we uh, talking about the yukon hunt we just got back i know we did a podcast a couple episodes ago on uh, basically the three legs under a stool to make sure we match the hunter to the hunt the right way and you get out of it what you're looking for. And we've got a lot of, a lot of feedback on that. I don't know if I'm <laughs> mentioning the name of it right. No, I, you're right. I mean, I, it's just the keys to a successful uh, wilderness hunt. Yeah, I had a consultation last night, and I, I told him about the four, and he goes, oh, that's really good. I should send him the podcast. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. one of them, you know, Meyer's a biker. He's a you know one of the rides his bike all the way all over. One of them's a runner, and the other one's a ultra marathoner or some. So wow. they're all in really good wow. shape. Physically, wow. they're not. Except yeah. two of them live at sea level. The ultra that's what fifty miles. I don't know. Like that? He and maybe it was triathlon. You know, crazy, he lost crazy. he lost me at <laughs> at one of those. I I work out too much stories ultra that's where he lost me ultra i was like ultra oh okay not in not into ultra stuff yeah so anyway so that's interesting so um yeah i'm not into ultra anything we were talking about it last night and gear and you know one of them's from connecticut and he i was like so do you do you wear wool and he goes no 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 i got all the stuff you know i was like okay all, all the stuff, all the stuff you see on Instagram yeah. and uh, um, Facebook, and because uh, um, apparently they set and tre- you know it's it's his sighting range in Connecticut is fifty yards because I told him be prepared to shoot five hundred yards and this was that was Whoa. you know that was uh, like blew him and, away and one of the guys was from Arkansas so those guys are just not used to shooting long yep and they set and they'll set in a tree stand it sounds like for five six hours every day and they don't you know i mean it doesn't sound like they see lots of animals so they're, they're going out west on an elk hunt and anyway a so we talked about difference. gear and you know what what they're where they're going to be staying yep. all that all that yep. good stuff so well i think the, the biggest thing is people do want to know because because they want the right gear and, and most outdoorsmen love gear 
They're gearheads. Yep. You can do gear all year long, I guess, right? <laughs> I have enough gear. I just need tags. <laughs> uh, that's fun. Um, so, but I like gear, too. I like gear. I, yeah. Who doesn't like gear? Who doesn't like gear? That's exactly right. right. So, anyway, so what would you think of your hunt? My th- my hunt. So, first um, of all, we should let everybody know. The we Yukon. Yukon. Yep. We're talking about the Yukon yep. fan and sheep hunt yep. slash caribou slash moose hunt. Well, the Yukon is a yeah, crazy place. What did you place. think of the Yukon? The topography and the topography and all, just everything. The is that Yukon, your first time up there, by the way? Yep. That was oh. the first time I've hunted the Yukon. Um, the Yukon is very, very pretty. Um, my expectations of the Yukon was going to be more like the Alaska Range, the Brooks Range. I, actually, I was expecting it to be more like the Brooks Range. And where I was at, it was more like a gnarly, nasty uh, Alaska range. Um, really rank country. Um, down in the bottom, it was gorgeous. Um, the willows, it wasn't unusual for the willows to be eight, nine feet high. So thick. Um, spongy, spongy ground, you know. It was... It was uh, beautiful, but very different, and it wasn't what I was expecting. Um, the what were you expecting? I was expecting it to be, I, I, you know, I looked at the map, and I was like, oh, this is just the Brooks Range. This is just, uh, you know, um, Canada got their chunk, of, Alaska's our chunk of, the, that, that, the Brooks Range is our chunk of the Yukon, right? Um, so it, it was not that. It was... Um, you know the the willows they went way way up on the mountains so it wasn't like you just got out of the rhubarb down at the bottom and now you're now you're hiking in shale you were hiking in willows up 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 so you had to get way up at the very top a lot of times before you would even bust through and just get into the normal sheep shaley sheep you know but there was a lot more grass you know i mean a lot of those mountains that sheep are in you look around and like what do they have to eat i mean when you look at them from afar it's not like you see gobs here there's grass everywhere there was it wasn't hard for them to find something to eat right i i I was uh i was impressed with the yukon um because it was rank country (laughs) it was rank oh my gosh it was rank it really was. Now, I will tell you this. Um, uh, my hunt changed a little bit. It was a backpack hunt, not a horseback hunt. So I did miss the opportunity. At this point in my life, I personally love to uh, – um, I, I, I love horses. I love what horses can do for you. Um, I'm 53 years old, and I'll go up the mountain. I'll come back down the mountain, and I'll work my guts out. Um, but uh, to cover the country necessary – to find sheep um, with, with an 80-pound pack. That's, yeah. <coughs> yeah that's Excuse me. It was, uh, yeah, it was just for me. But as far as the, um, as far as the, uh, I guess, the Yukon from a territory's perspective, I love Dawson. You did. I did. I, I'm very Skag- fond of it. Skagway Yukon. <laughs> uh, I, I liked, uh, I liked being on the Klondike. Um, yeah. I like the, I like the history of the town. Yeah. Um, I, you know, the tourist trappy stuff, uh, yeah. you know, the, the gross finger, uh, what was yeah, it? they had a, they had a shot with a human toe, toe, a mummified human toe in there. 
Oh, and, are you kidding me? No, no, there was. You know, there was. There was no. And the guys sitting yeah. there eating spaghetti, waiting for people to come up, just buy slipping a, it with a shot, big. and you could do a shot of whiskey or some damn thing. And you had to okay. touch the toe, the mummified toe to your lips. I mean, it was just all. I mean, that was just. Uh, it was uh, that was gross. So so that part wasn't so attractive. But what was nice, what I liked was, uh, um, like I personally, uh, <laughs> I like the uh, I like the that boardwalk. It knows the, there were no sidewalks. It was boardwalk sidewalks. You know, I like the old the, west. I like that. No, you know, it reminded, glacial. The, all the roads were glacial silt. Yeah, it, it reminded me of. Uh, um, oh, I can't think of it right now. Telkitna. Talkeetna. Yeah, and uh, um, it reminded me a lot of Talkeetna. I like the local little uh, coffee shop we went to. That was uh, the coffee shops, amazing coffee shops in yeah. Dawson City. Yeah, they were awesome. I liked it, you know. Yeah. And and it, for me, it was it was uh, that part was cool. Um, I uh, I think it's an amazing moose hunting area. Yeah, world um, class. You know, I mean, I killed a once in a lifetime world class moose. Yeah. You know, you could hunt your life. Forever and not kill a moose like that. Right. So I was I was super happy with that. Yeah, I think um, that's a Boone and Crockett moose. I'd be shocked if it's not. I, yeah, I didn't. I mean, just a giant, giant. And so yeah. I was, you know, how can you be dissatisfied when you come home with something like that? Um, I think the sheep population is uh, scattered, and uh, um, and I think uh, I think they got hit with some of the same winter kill that. The, the Alaska, Alaska range, range did. did. Yeah, you know? I agree. Well, the the biologist told my my guide and my packer. <laughs> um, they said the biologist told him it was going to be a really tough year, which we did not know that at that point. So, you always you know you always get more of the story when you spend right. eleven days on the mountain with people, right? <laughs> yeah, you have to wonder how much you know expectations going in. I mean, what were your expectations? You know, of the whole experience. Well, I, I, you know, I, I think the other thing is is some of it is is based on, like you said, experience. Because I talked to the pilot for the outfitter next to us, and he said, "Oh no, we we're seeing lots of sheep." And then when we were on our way out. Uh, that guy that um, wanted with that particular outfitter that we ran into in the airport again, he, you know, he had passed up rams. He was coming back to find a bigger ram. So I think it's also, uh, you know, based on, you know, zigging and zagging. There's an element of every hunt that they zig, you zag. Right. And are you zigging and zigging? The same time they're zagging and zagging, you know. And if you're off, um, that that's a part of it. But usually hard work and perseverance will make that connection. You had that happen. You killed right. a phenomenal fan and sheep. I did. And if you're after a fan and those are yep. the those that's the place to a go. A lot of gray it's black a tail. Beautiful sheep. Yep. Yeah, you're gonna have an amazing mount. Yep. For um, sure. Yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Um my my and there wasn't one ounce deep. that didn't come off beca- uh, the mountain because your your guide was a sheep eating nut. Oh my gosh! Did you notice? <laughs> I was like, "What are you doing with that?" Because he's like, "He goes, what are you gonna? Are you gonna take all your sheep meat home?" And I was like, "Brother, I got I got three days worth of travel to get back home." <laughs> no, I said, "Would you Not like it? it?" And he said, "Oh, I, I'd love it," you know and. I mean, he was taking. He came my up with shot. a code to put in the general yeah. freezer at base camp, so nobody else got it. Two thousand and twenty <laughs> caribou, two thousand twenty-two <laughs> caribou. So that's what he put on it, and then he dug out all the shit. 
put at the bottom of the freezer. So when people looked at it, they would go, oh, that's 2020 caribou. Nobody's going to eat that. And, oh, then when, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and that way it saved the sheep for uh, a better so day. It's, it's mislabeled in the freezer right now. But he, <laughs> he took, I mean, he clipped bloodshot meat and everything else to say. I was like, high five, brother. No, that, that's awesome. Super good dude. But but for so so I, I should start with the fact that so my, my hunt got a little rerouted. They had some issues, and I was uh, um, amicable to be uh, fluid and uh, uh, to allow some ambiguity to my hunt. And so I flew in for me. Um, I flew into a new um, airstrip that they'd never used before. And when we landed, it looked real moosey. And we had a long way to go up to get into the mountains. Um, I say a long way. We probably had a mile and a half to get out of the valley and above uh, what I would say, you know, trees and uh, tall willows. And then we had about mm, half a mile of what I call mattress walking um, on the, you know. Tussock. Yeah, it's tussock, but it's real spongy. Yep. Lots of yeah. little bit larger berry type uh, bushes, and then then we got up and could make good time. But the fact of the matter is, uh, the where I landed was like it was super moosey. When we were walking up, we ran into fresh moose uh, droppings that we know we bumped those moose, and we were like, dude, there's moose in here like crazy, um, and uh, so we were excited. At that moment, he said. Would you consider killing a big moose if we see one on this trip? He goes, I love killing moose. And I said, let's go find some sheep. Uh, <laughs> and, and so just to be clear, were you both expecting horseback hunt this time? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And you yep. were both uh, going for Fannin, but there were options to add others. So, so we had, that's the cool thing about the Yukon, is that the moose season starts early there too. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is really cool. Now they're not as they're not as easy to hunt probably because they're in velvet and they're more like a whitetail. They're probably panted into their summer patterns still. They haven't went into rut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they had. Uh, so I had. Well, we all had a fanning sheep tag, a moose tag, a caribou tag, a grizzly bear tag. Wow. A we had three wolf tags, a wolverine tag. Really? Yeah. And so that was all in our pocket or on our backpack to take off hunting. My goodness. Which is cool. I, yeah. I, I, which yeah. is like, really, that's my favorite way. Put me on a horse and turn me loose and you got tags <laughs> and you're an opportunist. <laughs> You've got you know. options. Yeah, yeah really. Options. Because then you're targeting, you're targeting that fanon. But the fact of the matter is you're targeting anything. You're, you're an opportunist, you see, like you said. Now, I would do that hunt again because I wouldn't say I, I'm going for a fan. I mean, I was locked in. I mean, I saw the, we got on a grizzly bear, and they said, you want to shoot it? And I was like, nope. <laughs> you, you, you know? Nope. I'm, 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 I'm on I'm my here, fan. I'm, you I'm wouldn't fan. have shot that grizzly bear I w- anyway. They, I they know. liked you shot that grizzly they bear were, yeah, they because wouldn't they're have an opportunist. Yeah, they, they, you know? they, they were content, but I thought it was right. a young they, bear. You know what? And it, was, and it looked like. Kudos a, to yeah. them. Yep. They took you out there. They want to yep. start killing shit. Let's right. start throwing stuff on this pack string. Right. And uh, get, let's get a hide rolled up and get it in one of these, uh, well, th- you know. F- that was the other thing for me. I was my pack string. Things got a little discombobulated for me, even though it was a horseback hunt. I was on a minimalist horseback hunt because I was short horses because my guide was coming in a couple days later. 
and he was bringing the rest of the horses. So as soon as the animal went down, yeah, you were gonna have to. Yeah, yeah. The, so, so, so I, I would have lost. But a grizzly too many bear, days. they would have probably just rolled the hide up. I would think because so. you don't have to eat I, the grizzly bear. I had enough bear. salt. Who's gonna eat that rank thing? I had enough salt to do the grizzly right. bear for sure. The grizzly bear, you'd have been fine. You'd but have it killed a moose. Or uh, you need to be cognizant of the Car- fact that the caribou was on my a, list. Yeah, if you would have killed, Th- a then beach. I would have gotten, then I would have gotten a little more. But uh, if you just saw four hundred inch caribou, yeah, it would have been hard. It would yeah, have been really hard for me dude, to pass. You'd have but been like, I will never see a four hundred inch caribou. I figured that out in my last twenty years. <laughs> they are immune to whatever it is. My mojo, well, I, have, seems, I have the wrong mojo. It seems to me all white I sheep ever my freaking immunity. see are. Dinky, dinky, dinky caribou. Well, Dinks. Uh, yeah, fuck around oh. and find out. You got to get back out there and go, you know? Um, so uh, I, I say never say never, you know? And we were in the place for giant caribou. Giant caribou, yeah. And, and, and Dave Williams killed a great caribou. Yeah. Double shovel, beautiful, good yeah. tops. Um, and so uh, he killed that on day two or day three, I think. So and he you, saw a giant giant, he said. You like caribou, don't you? I love killing big you, caribou. No, no, no. I mean to eat. Before the rut. Yeah, that's because that was funny because these guys. They start gulping up their own see, tea. I'm not much into them. Yeah, because these guys yeah. oogled no. over August caribou. September, October caribou, they had no interest in it. No, you don't even you don't but even shoot a, you shoot a bull in that region for one reason right. to take one of the old ones that it's going to die they out. They loved it. It was their favorite. Yeah. No, the August caribou. Yeah, no, I I love caribou too. I love early caribou. I've killed yeah, see, I've, I've killed a, some early caribou. I've apparently not had the caribou that yet. It's it's oogle amazing. Over. It's yeah. really good. You know I oogle over it. Yeah, it's I know good. you do. And I'm not and I hate whitetail. I hate deer. I'm a I'm an anti-venison eater. Um, <laughs> I, I would I would consider vegetation um, and vegetarian oh. before I would um, become venison vegetarian. I I, I yeah okay yeah I'm yeah. just not into it. To each his own. You would consider vegetarianism. Yes, bef- before yeah. venison. hundred percent. I know that sounds crazy. Oh, or I'd have to do something to it. I'd have to prepare it. You know, um, let's see, uh, five pounds of venison, five pounds of pork. Uh, a bunch of seasoning, a uh, uh, bunch of protein extraction, some fermentation, uh, smoke Jeez. it for about a week, and yeah, I'll eat it then. Pretty good stuff. Seriously? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's not into venison. All right. Maybe it's because I've processed eight trillion yeah, of the damn be. things, and the smell of venison drives me nuts. But anyway, we digress. Moose, okay? So we have all these tags, and we ride out. And in my case, I hike out. Mm-hmm. Um so I get up and get into a ridge, as we talked in the other podcast, and then I decided to stay up high and hunt north. Well, because we were going to go around to an airstrip that was up there. Well, the funny thing is, is the first giant mountain we summited on day one, okay, um, is we were sleeping on the first bench down from the peak, camping on it, and that's where we spotted that moose. So we circled all the way back around. Anyway, um, that's where my moose was. And so we saw it down there, and uh, and we were like, mm, we put him to bed. And so he, he went into the weeds and got all, you know, into the willows and into the uh, spruce. And uh, we made our move, yanked our pack up, took off hiking, got in there late afternoon, four or five hours later, um, and uh, set up camp. 
got out to a point still above tree line where we could see the bottom and we had three lightning storms roll through um had lightning literally hit a hundred yards from us I mean, the hair on my arms were standing up, and we were That gets your away. attention, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and he goes, what do you want to do? Brandon goes, what do you want to do? And I'm like, what the hell can we do? I you, mean, there's – oh, uh, go hide under a tree that could get hit. Um, and, well, the uh, only thing worse would be giving up your elevation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, we'll, we'll take no. our chances up here, brother. <laughs> right? No. So then I'm like, I know one thing I'm going to do. Take this lightning rod off the at my back called a rifle, yeah. and I'm going to set it over there and get away from it. Um, but, uh, anyway, um, so we watched them come through and he's like, what do you think the chances of that thing coming out are? And I said, well, if they're like a whitetail and they are a big deer, I would suspect pretty good because he's been unmolested in this big meadow and there's willows, uh, you know, he wants to get out and enjoy this. Um, so I would suspect he will be out and about the minute this, because there was blue skies coming, so we hoped behind this uh, on the other mountain ridge that was to the west of us. And uh, anyway, dude, it, that lightning storm didn't even hardly get through, and the sun started peeking out, and boom, there he was. We were both like, there he is. And we looked at him, and we're like, that's not the same moose we saw from clear up there. And I go, yeah, I don't think so either, because he was way bigger three miles closer. And we were a mile away from him then, but we were probably three and a half miles closer now, maybe four miles closer. So wow. we were five miles away when we were looking at him. Man. And uh, When you put him to bed the first time? Yeah. And so then we got down there that night, and he came out, and we were both like, holy smokes. Then the funny thing was, so we start crashing off the mountain, um, going down. Well, we when we got to about 800, 900 yards, he was like, what the hell? He's looking up at us like, what's coming down out of those willows? But they were so tall, there's no way he could see us. And, you know, he's heard grizzly bears and other, sure. you know, animals crashing in there. And so we slowed down a little bit, but then we got to a place where it was steep enough where we could break some willows and I could shoot down. How tall were the willows where he was at? Where he was? Yeah. He was out in the meadow. He was the out willows, in the And then in between there'd be, a, there'd be an arbitrary, you know, willow patch sticking up that he was eating on. Yeah. Uh, but it was a big grassy meadow. He was in a huge grassy meadow. Did, did you see him when he was coming out of the willow? Could you even see him? Oh, well, he came out of the spruce. Oh, okay. He popped right out of the spruce, right where he – within 50, 80 yards of where he went in, he popped right out of the spruce. Yeah, I was above. There was no spruce really where I was at. There was yeah, we, a few in the well, very bottom. Well, this was the bottom bottom. So we, oh. were, we were way above it too. But mm. we could see him down there. We looked at him and we are like, holy shit. So then he goes, I'm going to go back and get my spotting scope. Um, and uh, he goes, shit. And it, which it was on his pack, just up one bench, because we came down. There was a, a sharp a stone ridge to sit on. By that time, I maneuvered around, lay down on my belly, pulled my bipods out, got my 20 power Leupold, threw the MOAs on him, and he goes, "I wonder how wide he is." And I said, "I can tell you exactly how wide he is, because he was at about 1,100 yards. So one minute is about 11 inches." And he How was, many minutes was he? He was six minutes wide. That's exactly what and, he turned out to be, And he was 66 too, inches. And we looked at him for a little bit, and he's like, no way. And uh, anyway, we ran down there. Then we shot him, and uh, he fell. And we're both like, oh, wait a second. There he lays. Is he, he's not that big. Is he that big? You think? Did we make a mistake? Because all you could see was the top of his paddles and a few points. And we're like, son of a gun. He doesn't look that big at all. What the hell? 
And so anyway, we're like, well, let's hike back up and get our camp and then go back down. So we hiked all the way back up, got our camp, broke down camp, put it on our backs, hiked down to him, which took forever then to get through the willows because the willows were four Just, feet over our head. They grab you, pull the, you. Yeah. They I, they have Velcro attached to every And they were the foot. tallest willows I've ever been in. <laughs> I know it, right? They were 12, 13-foot willows. Oh, I mean, we were on geez. horseback. This and, is and you rank giant country. You How do you get... even navigate through that? Oh, oh well, And we, we bumped into a cow on the way down in them, and she didn't even see it. She's like, hey, what are you coming through here? Oh, yeah, I'll move Whoa. on out of the way. So uh, Must it, take forever. So we got down there. Now it's getting dark. We got down there, and when we – emptied into the meadow there were two meadows from up top and now you're down there and everything looks different because before you just descended uh you know what 1500 feet 2000 feet uh, uh, way above alpine anyway so now we're like i go he's gotta be right over here i'm like what the hell well the grass is waist high you know thigh high for sure and we're like what the hell and uh, um, so then he goes, no, I think he's over in this meadow. Let's just sit and look. And it's getting dark. You know, it's 11 o'clock at night. And uh, now we got new crowds rolling in. So it's the first night that's really going to be dark out. And uh, Yeah, that's right. Because there was only one night that it got dark. And that was when, the night we killed him. That was the and night it was you just killed. pitch black. And uh, yeah. anyway, then we find him. And he's like, he's over here. We got him. And we walked over and we started laughing. The grass was so high. That his head was like this, so you can only see this much of his horn sticking out. <laughs> but, you know, it's 40 inches of grass, uh, 50 inches of grass, because it's, you know, thigh high, waist high in the grass he was in. And uh, yeah. we were like, and he's like, oh, my God, he is a fucking giant. And yeah. uh, well, with the moose, it's hard to tell how tall the grass was because they're so tall anyway. Oh, dude, they yeah. are giants. And then I looked at his body and went, oh, <laughs> why not, did I do this? I'm not happy with myself. <laughs> this is who I, I, I don't even know a butcher. Butcher? Who's a butcher? <laughs> well, you know, the uh, funny can, can thing. Can you get another packer in here? You, you know my philosophy on why God invented horses, right? This is the first time he packed out an elk and you dumped a moose and they're just, <laughs> they're just mobega. Oh, oh, my God. It, so, was, it was giant. So oh, yeah. Who knows? All what, backpack. what time was it then? Oh, it was 11.30, quarter yeah. to 12. We were out of light. And so then we put our headlamps on, and uh, we had to get his innards out, you know, because it was it was yeah. August. And, and he's like, dude. And I said, these are going to be giant. His rumen is going to have 100 pounds of feet in it. And it did. Wow. Oh, yeah, easy, 100 pounds wow. of feet. Easy. And uh, that took 30 minutes to get that out because it's not like you have a winch, pull its leg up, two guys holding it. You're not in a gutting cradle. You're on the ground. And, uh, and of course, he died perfect for pictures, like he fell down and went to sleep. Huh. But that's not perfect for gutting. He wasn't on his side. We had to roll him over. And uh, it's just every High grass. Oh, and they're just huge. And then we're worried about grizzlies. So right, right. Um, because we'd seen a cow and a cub up above there twice that day. A sow and a cub. Or a, a cow and a cub. A sow and a cub. Yeah. On, on the on the far. I ridge. knew what you meant. Yeah. Um, and so anyway, we you know so you know it just everything gets accelerated, and then we hiked up. We said, do do we do we camp right on him, or do we get away from him? And I'm like, dude. I think if we camp right on him, we're just poking. We're looking for a fight tonight. Poking the bear? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> literally, really. We literally, literally were just looking for a fight. Yeah. And, and and I don't want to wake up to a fight in a huffing puffing bear pissed off that we're laying on a gut pile he thinks should be his. Right. And so I'm like, dude, let's let's retreat. And he's like, Yeah, that's probably a good idea. I'm like, Yeah, well, we're gonna. So we hiked up about three quarters of a mile closer to that uh, runway. And we found uh, a great big circle of trees, and it's just pouring rain, wet. The willows got us wet. He goes, I'm going to get a fire started. And I'm like, yeah, pull. Was that the hardest crap to start a fire? It just seemed like. No, I got to tell you, he did a really good job. He went in the densest circle of trees, climbed in the middle, broke into it, found dry wood in there and moss, you know, um, and uh, some of that uh, uh, moss beard. And yeah, he yeah. came out, and he had all the garbage we'd been picking up on the way from our, our candy bars and yeah, yeah. snacks. And he turned that bag over, and he lit all that garbage on fire. Um, and there, was, and then he managed the oxygen like that with that beard, and uh, um, and it, you know it's getting close to burning him because it's starting to burn up into that Ziploc bag. And by that time, he had all that wood sitting there, and he literally just went, whoosh, turned it over. And woof, it took off. Wow. Um, and that old man's beard and those sticks just went, I mean, it went up. And it was raining. I was holding I, I was, I was holding my rain jacket up and over it so we could. But once it got started, it roared fast. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got a big fire going. Yeah, and we, quit raining. for the most part, had willows. And about 3 o'clock in the morning, we were getting, we were like, okay, we're set up. We got a big fire. Um, let's go to bed. And so. We were good. We were good. Till eight the next morning and uh, nine, and we got crawled out of our tents and went to work. And no, we started another fire even bigger <laughs> and started drying shit out. And then we walked out because he's like, You ready to go see if a grizzly got on there? And I'm like, No, I'm not ready for a fight quite yet. <laughs> so we ate breakfast and then we went down there and then we went to work and started butchering. So so that was my trip, man. But no grizzly came on. No, 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 yeah. no grizzly had made it on it. You know, I think. Uh, you know, just good news is hadn't got there yet. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, I was thinking about that yesterday. I probably, um, you know, I'm like, should I stay? But they were a little reluctant about having me stay because I said I'd stay to see if a grizzly bear came for two days. I said, I'll stay for two more days and see if a grizzly bear comes. And they were reluctant about having me stay. Ah. Interesting. Yep. They were super hesitant of me um, executing – that uh, animal, or not executing that animal, taking or trying to harvest that animal with a sixth creed more. Oh, chickens. Mm. <laughs> he, he said, I am just, I have a lot of trepidations about uh, having you stay here for a 150, 200 yard shot with a 243 on souped up 240. His exact words were a souped up 243 because he goes, The worst part about it is. Is you 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 know you, you we got to go in after him if he's wounded, and and I was like you know what here's the deal we killed a great big moose, um you know what I I, I need to consider his fears as reality and he'd been chewed on before by a grizzly bear, oh wow so did he have a rifle, yeah but it was super close to him when he got it to stop chewing on him like it was chewing on him, mm. so. Well, that'll so, get your attention. Yeah, and you know, I always what? say, make sure they're a, dead before you season them too. I mean, this is it, not this is not bear spray territory. And it gives it gives him a different perspective yeah. than it gives me. And he didn't want to put his guide in that situation. So I give deference to it and said, "Hey, you know what? 
let's do this. Load up and get out of here. And so we spent another day and a half uh, getting it all put together. And then the uh, plane came and got me out. And uh, um, and then uh, I went to Dawson and had a cup of coffee. And I know I stunk like crazy, but I didn't care. I wanted a <laughs> cup of coffee. Yeah. So then, what so that would, was that was my hunt. What would you have done had uh, Grizzly been there? I mean, has Shot that happened him. to you before? Um, I, have I? Has a Grizzly came? Yeah, we've had Grizzlies in camp. Yeah. I've had Grizzlies around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would y- yell back bear, back bear. Traditionally, I would say most of the time, um, the bears we hunt are unless they're on it and planted their flag on the carcass, and they think they're the first ones in they're going to avoid the activity of humans before they get aggressive with the blood. Yeah. And they don't the see very many. They don't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not the same standoff you get with these domesticated bears yeah. in Wyoming. Yellowstone. Yeah, or Colorado. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that think that they're, you know, this is cute. I, I win every fight. Nobody shoots me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And cuz th- they're they're no different than the dog. They got a memory. Have you ever been to a have you ever been to a circus and they had a, a, a trained bear? Well, what the you you think they can only train them in the circus, <laughs> but the wild ones can't get trained? Oh yeah. You you bleeding oh. heart pieces I sh- Are you kidding me? <laughs> it, th- yeah, yeah, th- of course they can. And so then now a guy goes out shed hunting and you got a bear that comes out of the den early and he's hungrier than hell. And he looks at a human as an opportunity because that's what he does, and he knows they're a food source. So he attacks him uh, south of Livingston, and you got a shed hunter that's looking at picking up sheds that's three miles off the road. Well, the good news is just is off the trailhead. Your six Creedmoor and your one hundred and eight had no problem dispatching your moose. Zero. Yeah, it just was. Huh. It was dead on its feet, it, and it's a moose. So, I mean. Most of the moose we've shot over the years, we've been able to shoot more than once. It's not because the first shot didn't kill them. It's because they're a 1,200-pound animal. How big was that moose, would you guess? It was over 1,000 pounds. Oh, yeah. yeah. How big was it? 12, 13? Yeah. No. Whoa. No bigger. It was bigger. Than well, that. here's why. The other moose I've shot have always been in the rut. I'm not exaggerating. I have a picture. I'll, I'll see if I can find it. The back fat on his hind. Oh, yeah, I bet. The back fat on his hind leg because I, I took him down. I took him, you know, I unzipped him from the top and the bottom. And so when I unzipped his back fat was 9 to 10 inches thick. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 9 to 10 inches Holy thick. God, almost a foot. He was wow. absolutely the biggest bodied. And, and that giant I killed in the Alaska range was giant. This thing was bigger than that. Wow. Well, you know what? He's all stretched out. He's fatter than hell. It's obviously it, it. I mean, you know, you stuffed a bullet through his lungs, and the bullet blew up. So Noah's had sixteen to seventeen hundred pound steers down there. Yeah, yeah. Those Akaushi things. I oh. would say he was equivalent to that. Really? Wow. No kidding. Giant. How'd you get that thing out of there? One oh, trip gosh. at a time. Yeah. I actually, that's. I, I want to be honest uh, because I don't want to embellish or or. Uh, perpetrate that it yeah. made, I did more yeah. than I did. Um, uh, we had to have a super cub land with a weed whip so we could create a strip to get out with those heavier loads. 
And I w- I'd taken my. You volunteered. No, I take. I took my third trip up seven hundred some yards, wow. and uh, on my back after butchering it. And and I now now the outfitter, the guy, they were doing stuff to get everything organized to get it out because this was going to be a two day process. I mean, this is, they're giants, right? Mm-hmm. And so I butchered the whole thing, on 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 the uh, where he'd laid and died, and then I butchered him um, on the table at the main lodge too, and mm-hmm. we wrapped him. We processed the whole thing right there. Every damn ounce of that, uh, mm-hmm. every great ounce of that animal went in a yep. package. Filled the freezer up. Yep. How is that eating anyway? What's the moose meat? You know like? what? I thought it was going to be shit because this thing is an old, old moose. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I never heard it. Dude, we ate, I pulled out the New York strips on this thing and we ate them. How was your New York strip? It was, it was good. Wait. Yeah, I thought it was excellent. Man. Wow. It, it was have, not tough. No, I had I had the uh, when I got in, I didn't have New York strip. I didn't the, have the strip. second night. You did. Did we eat steak? Yeah, we oh yeah, yeah. Was. We did. No, actually, we had the New York strips that night. Later, when you got in, I had spaghetti. You had spaghetti. So what I did yeah. was I took uh, I took ten pounds of uh, ground, uh, double ground, double fine ground moose, and uh, I put in two pounds of bacon with it, and. Um, I ground that with it too, and then I put in a whole bunch of seasoning and made Italian, basically made an Italian uh, sausage, and we mixed it up, mixed it up, mixed it up, mixed it up, and then I made big old uh, Italian meatballs like this big out of it. <laughs> wow! And I simmered it down when I got them, and then I took the I took the drippings. And then I ter- put it in another pan, and I stirred in tomato paste and tomato sauce, and put mushrooms and more Italian sausage what? and um, and <laughs> onion salt, and I mixed it all up. And then I put all the meat back in there, <laughs> and I sautéed it. And then what? we made a huge pot of noodles, and oh. we had spaghetti and meatballs oh. that would have made you want to <laughs> no. slap oh, your. I, sh- were they I licked my plate. Clean. That sounds good. Of course, uh, we ate. You know, we were eating. Dehydrated backpackers food. Yeah, hung, hunger is always a great. Chef. And I didn't hit on every choice because they had a bunch of new stuff, you know, and and some of it just wasn't my favorite. They had this one that we've we've tried before. They had this one company, and I go, "Have you ever eaten this?" And they go, "Yeah, you can have all that." You can. I said, "No, I've had it before. It sucks. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm never eating that crap again." He goes, "Yeah, we, we can't get anybody who's ever had it to eat it twice." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's you're trying bad. to farm that crap off That's on me, huh?" <laughs> no, thank you. Oh, uh, so <laughs> so the moose tasted pretty good. Oh well, the, it was good. It was yeah. really good. It, I mean, it awesome. was the 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 uh, sausage was turned out phenomenally. It was fantastic and. Uh, so yeah, it was it was the, the, it was very good. It was really good. Very eat. good. So that was that was my Yukon hunt, and uh, um, and then we went back to the main lodge, and uh, that was uh, uh, you know we spent a day there before we flew out, and I love that. I caught a grayling. Never caught a grayling before. Oh, yeah. I, I caught my first grayling. Sweet. And uh, yeah. I was I was had, so I've caught a grayling. I've caught a bull trout. I've caught uh, yeah. I, I've been able to uh, you know experience. Uh, the region at its yep. most, and so that's, that's I, so cool. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I saw no sheep. Yeah, <laughs> no sheep. <laughs> saw no sheep. But uh. you know what? Um, I'd spent a good majority of my time harvesting a Boone and Crockett uh, moose, which was uh, that's why you have a lot of tags in your yeah. pocket. So yeah. you know, well, and I and wasn't disappointed. And it's a great, great, great moose place. It's world class moose place. But I think. My argument would be uh, you want horses. 
Yet the sheep hunting has to be with horses because you got to cover the ground. Yeah, it's not as high a density of population, but here's the thing: they do have. They got great ram size. Okay, if you're willing to work, um, they do have. Uh, they do have rams. You killed a great ram. I mean, even so for your gotta, moose, though. We got to tell. What do, you, what do you mean? Your moose. I mean that. I, oh, you you would go there just to do a moose hunt. Just to do a moose hunt on horseback. But I would I would want to be on horseback. I oh. wouldn't wa- I wouldn't want to do this. You know, rely on your so it's, being able it, to get a. It's super funny you cub say in. that. What he's going to do that at that camp? I was at. Nobody'd been in that camp um, for like eleven years. It takes four days to get horses there, and it's the closest camp they have to town. But they have to go all the way around a region and then bring them all the way back down a drainage and then bring them up over uh, a, a falls that's in a drainage. And it's a little it, – it's, it's sketchy. Right. So they haven't had horses back there for 11 years. So what he did was he took a helicopter in there this year and said, let's create an airstrip. And so that's how that airstrip got there. But then it wasn't worthy of uh, um, getting anybody out. Um, with weight, so it had to be weeded and recreated. So we worked on it for two days and got it all set up and flew out, and it was fine. But what they're thinking about doing, and because it is such a great moots place, it's just valley forever, mountains high, big spruce valley with tons of meadows and ponds, moose haven. So he's like, dude, the moose that come through here during the rut, and I'm like, holy smokes. And again, I mean, I killed a book, Yukon, uh, yeah. Alaska Yukon moose. Stud. They're thinking about dropping a camp in there and putting a Argo in there. Well, that's what they should do. Then. And then they can get that Argo, cut a, a thing above tree line, go up a 1,000 vertical feet, sit there. If they're sheep, because we came across dead rams. Um, I, I, I had a deadhead on my back until I didn't. Um, cause I was going to bring it out. And then I was like, mm, no, this thing's, uh, the mountains keeping this. Um, so, uh, right. but you know, it, it would be an amazing moose hunt. Yeah. So yours though, you rode in and you had an amazing sheep hunt. I did. I had a, I, yeah, it was, you know, it was just, you always have a picture of it in your mind and it was slightly different than my mind's picture. Um, you know, we rode in on horseback the first day and i think it it was a 10 hour ride by the time we the way we did it that day and uh we motored in and there was this you know the one thing about the the yukon and those mountains is they're spread out so you know it wasn't like everything was contiguous we had a mountain here where there'd be sheep and then it was separated um, and so you had a lot of co- you had to cover a lot of country between that stuff. Well, the first day we went in there, um, my guide said, "I looked at this place on the map, and it looks perfect, and nobody's hunted it for sixteen years." What <laughs> really? And I said, "I said, have you been there?" And he said, "No." Of course, he had he hadn't been in there. And I said, "So I have a question." But there were seven big bowls that were. They were all, it was, it was in comparison to the rest of the country, it was relatively easy to cover those seven big bulls. We went up in there in three days and just chunked around, you know, and, and uh, just, it was, it was neat. But I said, I have a question. Is it, are there no rams in there? 
Is that why they haven't yeah. hunted it for <laughs> 16 good years? Yes. Oh, so well, you were experimenting a little bit. We were experimenting but, a little. But, but, you know, that, that's, but I've done that with other outfitters yeah. too, and it's a roll of the dice because we went in one time where they go, I'm taking you back to a place that um, has Nobody's not been, been in there in 50 years. 50 years. And so we went, um, and they had just gotten a six-wheeler. And they were like, you, it, would you, it, is it going to concern you if we take this all the way up this drainage? I said, no. So they, I had, and, and, and the, I, yeah, I had passed on legal ram because we were seeing sheep everywhere. And uh, anyway, and we saw a giant that had like twisters forever. And I was like, dude, let's go kill that one. We hunted him for him for three days. The problem is then we got a bunch of weather. And we needed crampons to go up the mountain again. And we were like, yeah, let's go back. Um, and I passed a grizzly bear and I passed a uh, doll sheep. Yeah, you had a crappy hunt that time, didn't you? 400 inch caribou I shot a and a 65 inch moose. 65 inch bull moose. <laughs> so. Passed on a legal ram, passed on a big Ooh, boar grizzly. grizzly yeah. So, th- so, th- so yeah. that experiment was but. like, holy sh. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we just rolled into utopia here. Yeah. So, um, anyway. Well, we we yeah we didn't see. But you didn't see anything. We didn't see anything. We saw in those three days. We saw a small caribou. That was it. That was it. And there he was, was eking out a living. Uh, I was <laughs> like, well, even up there, the, you know, there was very very water was hard to come by. We had to, you know, we had to drop way down because uh, to get water. It was uh, well. The surprising thing for me was Brandon was never worried about water. I was like, "We're gonna get up here and stay up here. Where are we gonna get water?" He was all just run down the mountain to get water, and I'm like, "What?" And he literally would just trot down the mountain, yeah, wherever he ran into water, get water, and trot back up. Right. But world class athlete, you know what I'm saying? He's he's sweat six five, six four, six four. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was just a ripped ath- yeah. athlete. The stud, hundred and seventy, hundred and seventy pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just amazing athlete, man. Yeah. And so, anyway, I digress. But anyway, uh, we we hunted that, and I had fun. Um, I I was literally shocked. I saw in those seven bulls, I saw zero sheep, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" And I was like, "Well, probably there's a reason." That's yeah. it. They haven't now, been in here. Now we, now we know. Now we know. Uh, Let, I said, let's ride I said on there's out. seven bulls that we know there are not sheep in. So now we're just, we're marking them off our list. Yeah. And he goes, that's right. So And so then you, uh, then, uh, then you Well, then it out. took, it took me a day to get back to the horses. But then, but then you got back to the horses. You got and back then to the, the horses. the next day you were on ramps. And the next day we, I saw four sickle ramps. Yep. Four, they, I, you know, I think they were three-year-olds. Yeah. Um. No mature rams with them, and uh, the next day it was nasty out. We didn't, you know, it was hard. It was just, dead day. Yeah, it was a dead day. It was just rained and snowed and sleeted, and we couldn't see anything. And I think uh, Scott saw four ewes, no lambs. So, so he saw sheep. Yeah, and so now you're cha- now at least you're following your nose the right way. Yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And the next day, we, we took the horses and we rode way up into a different bowl on the other side and tied the horses up and we hiked up several hours and got up and found this dude. He was just, 
He was at the very – no, he wasn't the very top. That's not true. You were at the very top. No, we were at the bottom. No, 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 when you shot him. I was at the very top because I snuck up around him. But he was at the – he was 300 yards. I, I estimate 300 yards below the very tippy top laying there. And so we left our Wrangler – <laughs> and I said, okay. I gave him my dog signal commands. This is a, you got you got these you got right. these commands. We're gonna he goes, look okay. Back. okay. If that sheep moves, you let us know here. Yep. All right, Leroy, figure this out. Yep. I said these are the <laughs> these are the four commands I need. And uh so we left him on the spotting scope and and uh our our sheep stayed there for I don't know how long because it took several hours to climb. Because we went, we snuck around, down, around, and back up. Yeah, you always want to play it safe. Navigate the globe to go back to where you need to be. Yeah, yeah. And so we went around, and we came up, and he was gone. Couldn't look down. Couldn't see the. Couldn't see the wrangler that we left. Right. So you're in a bad place to see everything. Yeah. So well, he left. Oh, okay, so there you go. That's a good idea. So then, uh, um, so then you kept climbing up. So we kept. So we climbed up to the very top, and while well, we got to the backside, and it was like, oh, pucker factor ten. It was, uh, it was like, well, if the sheep went off that side, he's safe. Cause, and I, I didn't think the sheep. I mean, it was, it was just a, an absolute cliff. And so we snuck around and I found a safer place to sneak because it was, it was, wow. uh, it was far too dicey. And, uh, we got around and popped up over on top and he was 200 yards from where we last saw him just bedded. He just repositioned bedded down. There was a teeny little bench up there. He was laying in a, the only freaking flat spot. He just sunbathing, enjoying life. He had everything he needed right there. He didn't, I don't think he left cause that was the only place we saw a lot of sheep signed and it was just that one sheep Mm. he had water he had grass he had cover um the backside it was a straight cliff the whole thing was a cliff nobody was coming up yeah he he was like nobody's coming up here yeah other than you other than me and (laughs) and it was dicey for me to sneak around that way wow (laughs) so um yeah i'd had my so you put your uh, – I had my EBGBs going a couple times when I looked to my left. <laughs> and then so, yeah, just stay looking left. Um, so yeah, then uh, – Don't look down. Uh, I was so like, then, don't look down. So then you got up there, you laid down. You could, So you could get prone. There was there – was. Well, it's funny because I told – what did I tell you before I left? Because I said, I said, what's your vision on, on the sheep you're going to shoot? Because I had I had, I'd vis- I had forecasted this in my mind. And – I was going to come. I was going to find a fanon. It was going to be a big fanon. He was going to be 212 yards bedded below and just so me. Everybody and, knows, I was and I'm not trying to be um, that guy that says, oh, you don't know. But I don't want you because I've actually talked to people about this that are hunters and said, yeah, we were on a fanon sheep hunt. And they're like, what's a fanon? So a fanon sheep, just so everybody knows, it's, it's not qualified as a doll and it's not qualified as – it actually does qualify as your stone yeah. for your slam. And or it qualifies for your doll. doll. Yeah, you, um, I, so they give you deference each way. But the fact of the matter is it is ghost gray and um, and it, it has a black tail. And so it's kind of like it's a hybrid between a doll yeah. and a stone. And they're super cool. 
and they're in that Yukon region down to this. They're basically all in the Yukon. And uh, so anyway, yeah. um, and the, the, he he was you could tell right away he had gray on him from when you spotted him. Twelve hundred yards away. Yeah. Yeah. I said I, he goes, what do you think? And I said, I'm going to go kill him because <laughs> there was you know, I mean, it was there was no discussion. There was no I mean, he was he was legit enough. Um, it wasn't 45 minutes behind the spotting scope. Yeah, it wasn't. Rings. Can it was, we make him full curl? Yeah. Does he have enough rings? You looked at him and went, okay, he's I, got rings. I leaned like, over with my left eye through the spotting scope, and I go, let's go kill him. Okay, mm-hmm. Scott goes, what do you think? And I go, let's go kill him. <laughs> and he was like. Because do you want to look at him anymore? I go, no. <laughs> So that there, so there no, was no I discussion. said he's got a lot of color. He goes, oh yeah, he's gray. So there was no discussion of no. he uh, goes. He goes. He's not even. He's not a squeaker by any means. No. Oh hell no. He no. he he flares out and hooks up. Oh yeah. I mean just he's just got the everything. coolest ram. Yeah. Because yeah, I like those that flare way out, have big bases that come out. Yep. And it's like, hey, I got radar on you, brother. Yep. And then he comes out like that, but then he hooks up, yeah. especially his left side. Yeah. I mean that sucker goes like almost like at the one point goes ninety up. Yeah. And so he's really uh, cool. He's he's a twister yeah. and, and a sweeper, man. Yeah. So good for you. So I told I, what I told you is I was going to get above my ram. He was going to be bedded. He was going to be 212 yards, and I was going to shoot him in his bed. Right. Yeah. And he <laughs> and was, and he was what, what 150. So so Scott goes. Scott goes is 166 yards close enough? And I go nope. And he looked at me because he, he goes. He goes, how far are you comfortable to shoot? And I said, if I get a really solid rest and I can lay down and get prone, I'm good to 200 yards. And he looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> good to 200 yards. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, 200? And I go, yeah, if I get a good rest, no problem. He's like, we might have to shoot. I said, I can shoot farther. <laughs> I said, if I have to shoot him at 800, we'll kill him at 800. But I'd, but I'd rather prefer, not. Yeah, well, that's he's like, okay. Everybody okay. listen. You know, a lot of people listen to the podcast. They come see us. We sell an extended range shooting uh, a rifle. We don't sell that because we want to shoot no. people. We, we don't want to shoot at – we're not the people that want to shoot at that distance every yeah. time. We'd rather kill at 100 to 200. Yeah. But when you're 600 yards away in the willows and you ain't getting any further uh, closer to a moose and your shoot two is 588, you don't sit there and ponder, can I make this shot? You lay down, and your guide breaks branches in front of you. You snuggle in yeah. to a steep embankment with your hammers, and you, you send through th- yeah. uh, three through its ribs. You know, And that's the same th- – th- that that process happens. So anyway. So anyway. he goes, is 166 yards close enough? And I said, no. And he looked at me <laughs> with his one good eye. <laughs> and he – Oh, he goes, you, he goes, what? You didn't. No, he goes, no, there's a story. He goes, <laughs> so he got, he got shot. He's a super good guy. He got shot with a, what was a paintball gun or something? Yeah, no. Oh, he wow. lost his eye. And he, he lost, lost 80%. 80% of his vision. He's peripheral. And so the Wait. outfitter's is be- one of his best friends. And he goes, he goes, what are you doing? Looking at me with both your good eyes or something? No, so, so the outfitter comes into the camp after they're back, so we're fast forwarding. <laughs> yeah. And he goes, yeah. you guys, I told you to take this vegetables with you. I got fresh vegetables, and this shit's going bad in the bottom of the refrigerator. What, what don't you guys understand about this? And he comes out, and the outfitter's kind of harping on his guides yeah. and chewing ass. And Scott looks up, and he goes, hey, 
I told you don't bring any of that vegetable shit for me. I'm not big on greens. It's mountain house and meat. That's it. And uh, he goes, that's what I cook. That's what I cook for my guides. He goes, we'll be fine. And I, he goes, oh, and eggs and bacon. And, and he goes, oh, I wasn't talking to you. He goes, Scott, he goes, bullshit. You were looking right at me with those two fancy good eyes of yours. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's going to let you have he it. Goes, he goes, don't tell me. He goes, yeah, exactly. don't tell me after I call you out that you weren't talking uh, to me. He goes, well, you he were goes, looking at me with your two fancy good <laughs> eyes. <laughs> oh, man, I lost it. it was and so everybody funny. started laughing. <laughs> So, and then the same guy, he was, uh, he, he it took him forever. We were sitting there forever. And he's he's butchering this damn uh, a sheep, and I'm like, dude, what is taking you? And he goes, hey, hold on, everybody in this room, raise your everybody hand. Everybody in your hand, if you're a professional butcher, <laughs> raise your hand. If you're a professional butcher or have been a professional butcher, go ahead and raise your hand. No, that's what I thought. You shut the sh- up. <laughs> He was a good dude. He had a great sense of humor. So anyway, so getting back to he looked at me with this one good eye, and I go, I'm not shooting from here. There's too much crap in the way. It's only going to cause a problem. And he goes, good idea. He goes, I, had, I ran into that last year on my sheep. So I said, I'm going to get to there. And I'm going to lay down flat. So you were 150 yards from him. I was 150 yards probably. Oh, that's not even fair. That's yeah. not, is good for you. And you smoked him. The video is awesome. Oh, yeah. we'll, we'll, get it, we'll get it edited and put the video out. So um, Yeah, I shot him. He didn't move. And I shot one more just to make sure he wasn't going to move again. Of course you did. And what does this What does? Oh, this what happened? What happened because you shot too much? No. Yeah. He was dead as a hammer. Right. It he was, wouldn't have moved again if you wouldn't have woke his nerves up. No, autonomic nervous system BS. I don't know. Anyway, he gives he somehow he comes to life enough. Well, thirty seconds later, I mean, I'm standing up doing the high five already because I shot him twice and right through the. And he, he kind of gives he that does, last. He does one kick. Off. Down. He goes down and he went a long way. Broke his neck on the fall. And he got caught. Well, we went down because I, I was like, holy, that's steep. And so I hit my rangefinder to see. It was a 39-degree grade. Oh, my word. And so we got down there. <laughs> we got down there <laughs> wow. and tried to grab him. And he just – every time – we got – it was steep enough. And then he we rolled all the way to that down in the bottom. Basically, it was flat. And then you guys walked dro- – uh, drove the pickup back up to yeah, him. Something and like – And opened the tailgate up. Something threw him in there and like went to the bar. That <laughs> that's what happens in the Yukon when Brad's on. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's Brad's hunting the Yukon. Yep. Yeah. So anyway. So anyway, so then you have a night. Then you have five more hours getting the horses to him. So and then your Wrangler wasn't with your horses because he was already at the top of the mountain doing extra, uh, uh, doing uh, so my, jumping jacks. My Wrangler was more comfortable with a backpack than a horse. So he decides to run all the way around the mountain because he, he couldn't. He wait. saw you shoot, shoot it. No. He just knew you were gonna. I I don't know what he was. I oh, don't totally word. know what really? he was. Because I got on my Garmin. Because the the guide had. But a did Zola. he have his pack on? Yeah. Did he have a shirt on? No. No. So, in the middle of the Yukon, no shirt and a pack so, on. Bugs everywhere. He's like, so I'm a man. So he's on top of the mountain, and I suppose we're. Oh, it probably rolled a half mile down that hill. Wow. And uh, so he's up on top. Because I, I got my inReach out because Scott had a Zolio. The Wrangler had an inReach, and those two weren't communicating very well. So I, 
I hit the thing and I, I type my message on my phone. And as soon as, like with the inReach, a lot of times when you hit send, you'll receive the message. And uh, I said, he's to the west. Get the horses. You can come up the bottom and we'll carry the sheep down to the, we'll cape it, quarter it, and we'll carry it down to the bottom, load it on the horses, go right back to camp. Well, as soon as I hit send, his message comes in that um, he didn't see the sheep anymore. He doesn't know where we're at, and he's coming to the top. <laughs> Whoa. So, Whoa. so I look up, and there he is, and he's 22 years old, six foot five, running down the mountain, and he's got gum boots on because his all their guys, all these guys' stuff got soaked, drenched to the bone, their boots and everything, and he's running. With his pack, no shirt. No shirt, yeah. And I was like, and he's, and now he realizes, because I can see it in his face. He's, <laughs> he's saying, I, I got over exuberant and I'm screwed right here. I am. <laughs> and I don't know how he um, shut it down, but he came sliding where we were, because he hit that bench. Yeah. Fortunately for him, or else he didn't ever been. He either wow. had to run to the bottom, Jeez. or he didn't ever stopped. And I go, Did you think you were dead? And he goes, only a few times. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's when you're wow. – that's why, that's why 18 to 23-year-olds defend our country with rifles. Oh, my gosh. Because they don't think, you know. Oh it's, it's, just it's just uh, – Go right into let's it. Let's just oh. go. And, and, you know, and that's why 50-year-olds go, oh, you know, I got a lot of living. I, I've worked real hard to get – maybe I should go to Hawaii for a couple of days um, when I get back. You well, know? my Wrangler um, and your guide were best friends, and they were both hockey studs. Oh, dude. And, and – it was pure athleticism that allowed him. Because I was like, because I had a, my dad. So I'm looking at him like, kid, I'm your dad now. You're dumb. Yeah. This was a dumb move, and you're gonna you're gonna fall, and you're gonna hit. I and mean, the sheep broke be, his neck. Yep, yep. The sheep broke his neck yeah. when he fell, yeah. and he's running down that stuff. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. But he and made he was it. excited. Oh, he was so excited. Oh, you got him. Oh, my God. He was uh, so excited. The joy. My, my guy was a pretty uh, – Brandon's a pretty sober guy. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Su- super good guy. Talked a lot. I mean, we had a great conversations. But he's a very processed right. guy. You know, his life is is very – I'm doing this, then I'm doing this, then I'm doing this. And uh, um, and he's very succinct and, uh, um, and processed in everything right. he does. Yeah, you could tell. When we whacked that moose – he, he went ape shit, too. Oh, he did. Oh, dude. I turn around. I go, we got him. And he grabs me. He's like, yeah. I pick him up. He's like, yeah. He's slapping me on the back. Oh, my God. He goes, did you see that? And I go, see. I said, see, see what? He goes, did you see that first shot? I go, I did. He goes, you did? I go, <laughs> I watched it all the way. I, could, I go, you mean through the rain and, and with the sunlight in the back and the bullet going, whap. He goes, that was the coolest shit ever <laughs> oh he'd never probably seen it before not like that you know because yeah. i asked him how far he'd shot and he told me they shot one at 500 but the guy laid down middle of the day you know and uh um and got prone and he said it was perfect setup he goes i never had I ne- i've never bailed off a mountain um and came to us i mean we talk about running down the mountain but but no we didn't have to worry about tumbling because we had two <laughs> feet and we were tied up in right ways. right right so i went over which cl- actually is not funny because that crap grabs your ankle and it's dangerous. Uh, so, so I got lifted. And yeah. I, I had my legs spread, and I literally was riding down it like snow at one point, and I turn around going, I'm 
I'm like, dude, because I'm going to go ass over tea kettle here. Right. And it's on the steep, steep like this. And and I grab I, – I got the gun here, and I, I grab a bunch of uh, bigger branches of this shit coming out, this rhubarb. And uh, I grab – I turn around and look, and I get thudded. He's on the same sliding right down behind me. We're like two kids in the snow, but they're willows because we got up high. You know, we high-centered on them, and we're sliding oh, down. Oh, wow. Geez. And it was like it was actually probably a pretty good way to go. It, it was a really good way to go because we covered twenty feet or sixty feet, probably twenty thirty yards, like because they just started bending. And right, we were riding. Them you down. got on top of them. We did because we, it was so it was like, steep there. It we was like the right snow off. was crusted on top. You weren't post holing. It's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was so steep there, and that shit was ten, twelve foot high, and we just got centered where there was a thick run of them, and it was right between my legs, and I was fighting through it, and and I didn't know it was like that big of a cliff, and I. I was like, oh, I am. And we just kind of slid down <laughs> 20, 30 feet, 60, maybe, yeah, probably 20 yards. And wow. and he was right behind me. I didn't know it. And wow. then uh, he goes, what do you think? I said, if we can get to that uh, tree right there, um, we can kill him. We got to that tree, and I go, no, we need to get over in that steep stuff. And he looked at me, and he goes, and I go, yeah, because then I'm, I, I go, I'm, then, I'm above. Then I have a rest. Then, then I got a rest. <laughs> I said, because I can get I'm my stable. back. I can get my back hooked up. And he goes, with those sticks? And I go, yeah. And so I just nestled in there, and he started breaking sticks in front of me like we've done it 100 times together. Yeah. And uh, um, He was intuitive. He was very intuitive. So he broke all those sticks, and he goes, he gave me a thumbs up, and I said, let's kill him. And he's like, do it. <laughs> nice. So anyway, it was fun. Well, this was, this was my guy's first Guy, this was his first sheep. This was his first guide. I was his first. Yeah, he just oh, got wow. his guide license. So he no was kidding. stoked. Oh yeah, yeah, he was I beyond belief. And I was like, up. I was high fiving him. I'm like, yeah, this yeah. is this <laughs> is the A team. You brother. know what? You yeah. were telling him yeah. 200 yards. And then and then yeah, right. He was eating all his shit up. And is so that's funny because how how fired up was he, he to was, kill that ghost gray yeah. of a uh, fanon? Holy, because yeah. there's not a question if that's a fanon. No. That's not a dirty doll. That's 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 going to Stone Sheepville. Yeah. I mean, he is awesome. Yeah, I got lots of gray. Oh man. Lots of gray. His tail's black. His tail's black. Yeah. He's gray. Yep. He's got unbelievable, unbelievable well, horns. He, he, yeah, his head is his head is sweet. It hey, listen, go over to our Instagram. Cute. If you're listening to this, go over to our Instagram or our Facebook page, Rolling Bones Outdoors, and you'll find us there. You can check us out. Um, and these pictures are all posted. You can see, yeah. uh, you can see some of it. Listen, we love bringing this stuff to you. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm you looking did. At it didn't doesn't appear that you had any trouble doing it, Brian. No, I'm good at it. If you but, want to be more abrupt, just like just no, smack me in the mouth. No. Oh, you I'll shut up. <laughs> usually, I have a good reason to be a dickhead to you because you're a giant dick and you need correcting. But right now, it was just uh, um, I was like, we should write wrap this. Up I was still telling my story. Oh, go ahead. No, now you've interrupted me. You throw my mojo. No, off, you weren't. Man. You were talking about so, your guide being yeah, the first one. I said it was pretty awesome. So, and then we were talking about pictures. So I thought I'd tell the audience yeah. that because it, it was an organic time to tell them to go check our social media out. There you well, go. Do you want me to do it some other way? Go ahead. You take it over. No, <laughs> no. Go ahead. Please visit our Instagram and Facebook pages. We're not on X and we're not on Snapchat. So if you want to go see us there, sorry, well, not nice. gonna happen. That not works. gonna happen. That works. There you go. I apologize oh, no. for interrupting. No, that's, thank you, buddy. That was very <laughs> such an asshole. Very kind of you. All right. Me. So anyway, all right. 
<laughs> Until next time, be safe, stay healthy, and happy hunting. Oops. F you, Brad. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh, man. Well, listen, in all sincerity, thanks for joining us today. Uh, did you have anything else you want to say about UConn? Because I do feel like we're bringing it to abrupt end, but I wanted them to go look at the picture. No, no. Because it's UConn, hard to see UConn's pictures. a cool place. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Here's the deal. I would, I, I, I I'm wanna, glad I got to hunt there. Really so the glad. only – so I told my mom this the other day. I was talking to her when I got back. I said uh, – um, uh, 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 there, I've been. Uh, there's one state I haven't been to. And what state is that? I forgot. Maine. Oh, really? And there's one, and I'm going, and I'm. I've already got a hotel booked there for my whole family uh, next year in September for our uh, family birthday party that we have, and we're gonna go do the lobster fest. So um, anyway, uh, so I'm gonna cure that next year. God That's willing, right. I'm still here. And I have one province or territory, and then I've been to all the territories, all the provinces. I have one left. Hunted in. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, Northwest Territory. And, and, yep. Yep. NWT. NWT. So I haven't been there. Yep. The Yukon, check, done it, amazing. Would I go back? Yeah, probably. Um, would I went back the day I got back? No. Um, my body was a wreck. Um, I was beat yeah. up. My ankle was swollen. My legs were sore. My hips hurt. Yeah. My shoulders ached. I had black yeah. and blue arms from taking that pack on and off, busting that meat. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but would I have changed anything about the hunt? You know what? Like I, told, like I told my guide when I killed that, he goes, man, you didn't get a sheep. I said, listen, I want you to know something. I am 100% happy. Not satisfied, but 100% happy. But here's what I found out. Usually, adventure hunters aren't usually totally satisfied. That's why they keep wanting to go back. That's why when they get back and they think about the one sheep they saw three ridges away, there's, a, there's an unsatisfied feeling in us. And even as great as it was, yeah. there's always more adventure to satisfy that sensation that's, that, that we desire and crave. And so until next time, UConn. Appreciate you. You kicked my ass, but I've been glad to have been there, and I was glad to take something from you. And thanks for giving it to me. That's how I feel. You? Yeah, Noel. I was I was Yukoned out when I got back, but it took one day, and I started thinking, I got another trip coming, and I yeah. really. It's like pregnancy. I it's like birthing. I am ready. I got pretty uh, pretty jacked about my next uh, hunt. Yeah, I'm well, actually. Uh, now that being said, I'm still beat up. I haven't yeah. been. Uh, I haven't prepared now as much. As I thought I'd be preparing faster from my rebound. Yeah, there's a little recovery, but at 63, you should expect that. Yeah. So right. Anyway, 63. <laughs> that, you're right. Um, thanks, Santa Claus. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway. Well, listen. We appreciate you listening. Go to RollingBones.com. Check out our membership. Check out our service, access, value, and education. We want to serve you. We're here and willing to help in anything you need. You have a question, comment, concern? Go ahead. Give us a call. If uh, you're looking for uh, um, uh, some help on something, got a question about a membership, rifle shooting school adventure? Give us an email at info at rbohome.com. Info at rbohome.com. If you got a podcast idea, you have something you would like us to cover, you want to uh, communicate with us about being on a podcast. If you say, man, I would love to be on a podcast, we are, uh, I guess, reviewing candidates to be on the podcast. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Um, always interested. You can go to info at rbohome.com. 
HarveyHome.com. Info at HarveyHome.com. That goes right to bleep. Okay? Hello. hello. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said info. I, I apologize. You're right. Nope. Hello no at RBOHome.com. Hello at RBOHome.com goes right to bleep, and uh, we will um, get you uh, um, uh, communicated back with and uh, see if we can't get you uh, the information you're looking for. Also, okay, um, the hello at RBOHome.com. If you are interested in writing, have content, pictures, something that you would like to share with Rolling Bones, and you'd like us to put it on our bragging board in our Bone Cave uh, section of our newspaper, hello at rbohome.com, hello at harbyohome.com. Is that right? That's correct. And, and we would love to see your trophies. We'd love to hear your stories. And uh, if we do publish here, get a hold of you and put you in one of our um, p- uh, publicated uh, uh, literature pieces, we will send you a gift package. And uh, thank you for uh, being a part of what we're doing. So love you as a hunter and a brother and a sister out there in the great outdoors. Thanks for plugging in today. We greatly appreciate it. Until next time, stay safe, be healthy, and happy hunting. Cut down? Yeah.